Welcome to the Embark Pod Mini Pod, brought to you by Embark Group, as we take a snapshot look at some of the finer topics from across the industry. I'm Roger Hearing. Today, we have Sarah Wilson, who's Head of Platform Proposition at Embark. And what we're going to be talking about is an interesting thing called the Embark Investor Confidence Barometer. So, uh, Sarah, welcome. A pretty basic question. What is the Investor Confidence Barometer? Hi. Well, the barometer is um, a survey and where we took what we believe to be quite a unique approach, where we surveyed self-direct advised investors and financial advisors um, in order to get a picture of some current topics. Um, There are plenty of sentiment trackers out there, but very rarely is it that we bring all three groups together and really be able to judge their opinions together. Uh, We think that's really important today because what might be a self-directed investor today could well be an advised investor in the future. So it can really provide some valuable insights to those advisors. Well, take us inside some of those insights, because, I mean, I guess the big question is how confident are people in that position? Um, So advisors weren't actually as confident as their clients Now, it might be because clients naturally will gain confidence from having an advisor. um, And it's certainly something that we will take forward and feel it's worthwhile investigating in another survey as to why advisors particularly um, had a lower overall confidence that in particular the COVID situation has had on the impact of investing. So advisors told us that there are only 39% of their clients won't be worse off um, and that 39% of clients will be financially unaffected in their retirement, whereas clients um, had 65% confidence of being okay. So definitely something to look into. Yeah, and I suppose we should we should say what this is cause of confidence means, because the point, I suppose, is that people who aren't that confident can make some pretty unhealthy decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the survey gave, we gave them five um, scales from very confident, somewhat confident down to unconfident and asked them a range of questions about their levels of confidence in relation to um, the their financial situation and in particular going into their retirement, whether they felt um, they were in a good position for their retirement. And the general drift was that people are fairly confident in that. I mean, most people, I suppose, uh, have a think that at least they're going to get somewhere close to what they're aiming at. Yeah. For advised clients, there was was a significant difference between the advised client and the self-direct clients. Um, Although overall confidence levels with regards to their retirement, meeting their objectives, weren't perhaps as high as... Um, we would expect them to be maybe. Um, 60% of advised investors express confidence that they'll have enough money to achieve their retirement plans. Um, But fewer than half of those were very confident. So they're much more middle of the scale. And these numbers were lower for the self-directed. Only 18% were confident with 36% being somewhat confident. And we also here saw quite a gender split Now, we know from kind of news out there and and other surveys that females perhaps seem to be less confident about their retirement plans. 
um, and only 49% of women declared confidence about meeting their retirement versus 65% of males. Yeah, now that's a really interesting one, isn't it? And, and a marginally bigger proportion of women, I think, were very confident having enough money to meet their retirement problems. Um, so there's a kind of balance in there somewhere, isn't there? There is overall, yes. Um, so pleased to see that hopefully some of that education and understanding is coming through to all parties. Okay. Now, I mean, a lot of it's to do with communication, inevitably. If you can communicate with your clients, I guess your clients are likely to be um, happier and therefore more confident. So uh, the, what, what was on offer and how did clients respond to that? Did it make them more confident to know there were lots of different ways they could talk? Yeah, I mean, obviously, this last year has been an interesting time for everybody. Um, and for all of us, we moved to a remote situation. So where advisors were used to having face-to-face -face communications with their clients, they themselves yeah. find... I was going to say, face-to-face is presumably pretty rare. Absolutely. It's incredibly rare now just because of... Um, the measures that we're all under and so that more and more they turn to digital ways of keeping in touch such as virtual conferencing like all of us um, but it's actually really encouraging to see how well people have adapted and become comfortable with the new norm. Now, what I thought was interesting and I just had a look at some of the research you you found a slight mismatch between what clients thought of their advisors' communications uh, and what the advisors thought. There seemed to be a, you know, some some difference there. Yeah, uh, advisors were happier um, with the virtual meetings, and eighty with eighty six percent of advisors being satisfied, compared with only sixty four percent of the clients. So we wonder whether partly this is well actually advisors need to obviously demonstrate that they're having that annual discussion with their client and in current situations i guess they have to go to the best means possible yeah well, what are the best means i mean in terms of the various different services what are the kind of things people liked what are the people the kind of things people went for was there a generational difference as well mm -hmm. definitely you saw um differences amongst the generations and, and that getting to grips with the technology. Um, we asked the investors about the services, kind of face-to-face -face interviews, ad hoc advice, even going towards the more digital of nudges and emails. Um, and actually clients in general really rated the services as being really valuable. Um, in fact, 77% sorry, no service scored under 77% um, of being valuable. So that's really interesting. Um, and actually, there was a shift among existing clients um, as well, um, and definitely a preference among the DIY investors towards those newer types of services on offer. Yeah, it's interesting that they, they do like the new ones, because you, you, I mean, you and I, I'm sure, and many others, you know, feel quite awkward sometimes with this disembodied way of communicating but, but that doesn't seem to be the case amongst a lot of these people no they seemed i suppose if they're they're expecting a service from an advisor they were willing to be flexible and adapt to what was out there and also it was obviously an ongoing priority especially in such uncertain times that they wanted to be aware of what was going on so things like email updates and nudges um, were really um, popular, kind of sitting around the 80% mark for all of those in terms of satisfaction levels uh, amongst all of that. 
Yeah, and I guess also, I mean, one thing that caught my eye again was ad hoc uh, advice, advice being available. Because as you say, it's uncertain times. Inevitably, you don't necessarily know what you're going to need to know. So I suppose uh, the ad hoc advice must be pretty popular. Yeah, 85% of people rated ad hoc as being really um, popular. And actually, that was the most popular result. And that was in particular being amongst the advised consumers. That was quite interesting to see and certainly food for thought for the advisors themselves as to what that mean could mean for their services going forward. And also their ability to think ad hoc for those self-directed that perhaps don't want to go to long term advice, but are willing to pay for something. Now, I suppose in the nature of things, a lot of the people thinking about retirement are going to be in the older part of the community and perhaps therefore like the more traditional styles. I'm thinking of things like regular reviews, face to face meetings, those kind of things, financial plans. I mean, those are still pretty popular, aren't they? Absolutely, they are. Um, and they forever will be because even just getting that body language is really important of someone saying, yes, I'm confident, and then looking at how they really are reacting, it, it can really come across in that face-to-face. -face. Um, and as you said before, generationally, that result um, was skewed by, by the older population, uh, of which 92% thought that those are still really valuable um, contact points. So I suppose the, the conclusion from all this is that there's lots of various ways of doing it out there, but some of the traditional ways are very popular. But what do you what should advisors now do with this data that they got from you? Because it, it's all very useful. How could you then shape your approach based on it? I think ultimately it's the advisor knows their customer and, it, and it's really important to, for them to find the medium that works right for that client relationship which might differ depending on demographics but ultimately it's that staying in touch is really key and what are you going to do next i mean you've got this barometer it's up and running now what are you planning to do are you going to change the way you do it just going to keep doing it because it works what's the plan so the plan will be to review what um, some of the findings in here and, and really start to dig into some of the points that we find interesting and then start to look at are there other points that we feel could really be worthwhile looking into. So what sort of points would they be? I mean, there are things that, you know, you've looked through this now and thought, ah, let's dig in there a bit. What, what comes to your mind? Um, in particular, the piece around the advisors being more cautious than the clients. I think that would be really interesting to dig into. Yeah, I mean, do you have a sense of why that might be? Is it just that <laughs> perhaps they're better informed, dare one say? Um, maybe. I think I would naturally hope that an advisor is going to be cautious um, about the position. Um, and also perhaps the client's confidence is is over-egged by the fact that they are paying for advice and, and therefore they're overconfident about the position they're in. Yeah, I guess that's the nature of advisors and the nature of clients. Mm. Right. Thanks then to you, Sarah, for being with us. That's a fascinating thing. I hope you'll come back and talk with us about all this again and uh, the new insights you've got. That's uh, Sarah Wilson, Head of Platform Proposition at Embark, talking about the new Embark Investor Confidence Barometer. And that's it from this mini pod. Uh, my thanks to Sarah, um, Roger Hearing, and uh, we'll be back soon with another one. Thanks for listening and goodbye.